so last week we kicked off this new series on presence, the Holy Spirit, um, and Matt looked first at presence in a certain place, so a certain place is being filled with the Holy Spirit, um, so that God can have a dwelling place among his people, which, spoiler alert for the future, ends up with you and I, good stuff. And this week, I don't know if you can see from the slide for this week, we're focusing on barbecues. <laughs> I was unsure of the link, I'll be honest, but I've worked it out, it goes like this. Holy Spirit manifests as fire. Fire is required for the barbecue to fulfill its said purpose. Holy Spirit majorly in favour of barbecues. <laughs> Let's all have a barbecue. <laughs> it's actually the Ark of the Covenant, I'm told. <laughs> but now you can all see a barbecue. So if someone's happy to just jump on that, and then by the time I've said all these words, we can all just have lunch together, cheeky barbecue and a beer. Happy Sunday. Um, let's read the Bible together first, shall we? I'm going to invite up um, lovely Bex to come and just read the passage for us. She's just mentioned that you may um, mistake us for being sisters. <laughs> similar hair, similar glasses, both rocking the pink. Um, I'll let you say the words of the Lord. There you are. This is Exodus 31, 1-6. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, ability, and knowledge in all kinds of crafts, to make artistic designs of work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of craftsmanship. Moreover, I have appointed Oholiak, son of Ahizamak, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given skill to all of the craftsmen to make everything I have commanded you. This is the word of the Lord. Some tricky words in that one. Well done, birds. I wonder what or who you wanted to be when you grew up. Some of us have discovered as we've grown up, others of us are still A, growing up, and B, working it out. Um, I went through a couple of phases. Um, first up, I wanted to be an artist, ideally an art attack presenter. <laughs> And that idea lasted until I was about eight years old, which was when I learned the word zoologist. Um, I love animals and thought that was a very impressive word for an eight-year-old to know, and so that became the answer for a little while. Um, that lasted until I was about 13, when I then learned the words forensic cryptographer. <laughs> very cool. Still to this day, not really sure what that means. Didn't get that far because I discovered it involved doing maths A-level. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen. For that reason, I was out. So we can spend a lot of life wondering, planning, thinking, perhaps even panicking about what it is that we are here to do. And so I want to take just a moment this morning to encourage you that although there is a lot to do, in this life, your primary purpose isn't actually a job title. It's not even a task list. If anything, it's actually the absence of a task list because your purpose is found in God's presence. Your primary purpose in God is to just be with him, to know and be known by him. 
to love and be loved by him. Be still and know that I am God. Your primary purpose is to just be with Jesus. And out of that place of being in his presence, we can then begin doing in his power and in his wisdom. Now, we could easily spend this morning looking at big picture purpose and big calling, but actually what we're going to do is dive into the micro. So what does it look like day by day to live life in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit? So your purpose is found in God's presence. It is also fueled by God's presence. And as Christians, we believe that we are filled with God's presence, the Holy Spirit, to be equipped every single day to crack on with the good plans that he has for us. And the Bible is full to bursting with story after story of ordinary people who are filled and equipped by the Holy Spirit to do extraordinary things. So I think there's an awful lot of encouragement we can get from some of these stories, so we're just going to have a look at a couple now. First up, we've got Bezalel, who we just met in the passage read by Bex. Now you may think that this is um, a picture of horse's face from uh, the repair shop. Um, I'm afraid you're wrong, it's actually Bezalel. Great craftsman, gifted in all crafts. Um, And in Exodus, we see that God has a job that needs doing. He has decided that this tabernacle is going to be built as a place for him to dwell amongst his people. Q. Bezalel. He is the right person for this job because he is the first person in the Bible to be described as being filled with the Holy Spirit. And when God fills Bezalel, he gives him gifts in all kinds of crafts and skills. So he's definitely got the project manager job. Bezalel was humble and he was willing to be used. And so God fills him and he uses his gifts. Next up, we've got Esther. Now, I can hear you thinking, that's not Esther. That's Miss Poland, who won the crown for Miss World in 2019. (laughs) Well, I'm here to tell you again, you are wrong. That is Esther. Esther was a very beautiful lady, um, and her beauty earned her a place as queen to King Xerxes. And at the time of Esther, as much of the time, the Jewish people are being persecuted. But Esther, long story short, is able to use her influence over the king to save God's people, to free the Jews from what they're going to be facing. So Esther was actually afraid, um, but she was still willing to be used. And so God fills her and he uses her influence. There's loads. We can keep going for ages. Gideon was weak and fearful, but God makes him brave. Samson was a prisoner, but God gave him strength to physically break the chains that were holding him. Isaiah was given the gift of prophecy to proclaim the word of God. Ezekiel had a hard heart, but God moved in him to transform his mind to faith. It is always God's joy to pour out his spirit on his people, to give us what we need so that we never have to go alone. The Psalms is an incredible book in the Bible, the Old Testament, where we read the poems and the songs of David. And for many of us as Christians, we love this book because it is so relatable. 
The Psalms are full of emotions and questions, doubts and fears, but in the end, God always wins. We see time and time again David despairing at what he is that he is facing. And he faces a fair amount of stuff, does David? There's armies, there's fear, there's loneliness when he's a little shepherd boy in the fields, there's worry about the wolves, there's worry about the armies. You've got all sorts of stuff going on. But at the same time, we read these beautiful lyrics about how God can turn it all around. God's spirit draws near. And he brings peace and rest. He brings comfort and joy. And he brings dancing and freedom. They're ready for the dancing. The power of the Holy Spirit changes the story. And he moves in David's life and in his heart to equip him to keep going, to stand strong in his faith. He draws near to David when he is afraid and when he is broken and he builds him back up again because that is who the Holy Spirit is. That is what he does. He builds us back up again. He is for you. He is with you. God is here and God is near. The Holy Spirit has every answer to every question, every encouragement to every fear, and he builds hope where we have no despair. Now, in the same way that God mapped out the tabernacle plans with the project for Bezalel, and he gave Esther the boldness to stand up for what she believed was right, and in the same way that the Holy Spirit ministers to David in his fear, that Holy Spirit is for you. And I believe that God's got some incredible stuff lined up for each of you, for us as a church, and I believe that you can do it. You have the skills, the vision, and the resources to do it well. But it is God's power that equips you to do it. When we ask for help, he shows up. And that's when we see things change, is when the Holy Spirit shows up. Your purpose is found in God's presence, fueled by God's presence, and flourishes in God's presence. I don't know if you've ever had the misfortune of making a flaky friend. I don't mean somebody with dandruff, although that is also unfortunate. I mean those friends who are cheerful and happy-go-lucky and supportive, and there are all the fun stuff, but then when you need them, they're off. TV time. Any other Motherland fans in the room? A few. A few. If you haven't watched it yet, you're going to now, all right? If you haven't, you don't like it. Give it another go. It's really it's great. It's like, I love it. This is my favourite TV programme, and it makes me laugh hysterically, and it makes me incredibly stressed at the same time because there are aspects of it that do reflect real life, especially as a parent. Um, and so a little insight into the parenting world in this little episode. Mum, Julia, finds herself once again solo parenting while Paul's off at the football. Um, the kids are on their way to the party. She hasn't got any helping hands. And the Asda delivery guy has failed to turn up because she forgot to confirm the order. We've all been there, haven't we? Um, and so in despair, she calls her loving husband for help. And this is what happens next. Let's give Paul credit where it's due. He is only a phone call away. <laughs> He is sympathetic to Julia's plight. His day is mildly inconvenienced by her immense stress and panic. And best of all, he has some 
wonderful, truly heartfelt words of wisdom to offer his frantic wife. I know it all seems a bit of a mess right now, but it's just a case of learning how to juggle everything. And if you drop something, I will always be there to pick it up and toss it back to you so you can just carry on juggling, okay? <laughs> Blessedly, God ain't nothing like Paul, okay? He does actually show up. His help is actually on hand. He has got your back. He is here for you. God is here and God is near. And he really is only a prayer away. It's one of the oldest prayers of the church. And we pray it here every Sunday. Come, Holy Spirit. And he promises to show up. Last week, Matt prayed a prayer that stuck with me all week. He prayed, come Holy Spirit. And when we invite the Holy Spirit to fill us, he does, whether we feel it or not. When we ask, he shows up. There is not a moment in your day where the Holy Spirit isn't available to you. The same Holy Spirit who filled Bezalel to the brim with creative giftings lives in you. And the same Holy Spirit who makes Esther brave lives in you. The same Holy Spirit who makes miracles and creates planets and heals and raises Jesus from the dead, he lives in you. We can trust completely that when we come to God and ask for help, when we ask for his spirit, he is going to show up. His presence gives power to your purpose. His presence gives power to your purpose. So sure, you might be pretty good going solo. You know, you've got the degree, you've got the certificate that says you passed the course, you've got the years of experience. You might have the Pinterest board that guarantees it's all going to be pretty in the end. You'll be fine. But why not tap in to God's resources? Why not go that step further? Why not choose to be supercharged by his spirit. God pours out gifts on Bezalel for the task that is ahead of him, and he showers Esther with influence and boldness so that she can make a difference. And this same God gives you an access all areas past to the Holy Spirit. And what's more, he loves to abundantly bless you with what you need. So why not tap in to those resources? There is nothing that doesn't get better with a bit of Holy Spirit supercharging. That presentation you've got coming up, supercharge. That meeting that you're dreading, supercharge. The conversation that you're anxious about, supercharge. Tricky questions from the children, supercharge. Finance worry, Supercharge. The strange friendship. Supercharge. The struggling marriage. Supercharge. The health concern, the unrealized dream, the heartbreak, the big decision, the small decision, the fear, the depression, the pressure, the hurdle, the loneliness, the anxiety, the deadline, the exhaustion. Supercharge. God has big dreams and big plans for his church, for his people, and big stuff needs a big God. Father, I need you. I need your spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. 
Fill me with what you know that I need. This is our prayer. Do you want to stand up and I'll just pray for us as we close? Loving Father God, we thank you that you have given us this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit. That it is true that when we ask, you show up. That we can just say, come Holy Spirit, and we know that you are here. Whether we feel it or not, we know that you are here. We know that you give us what you know we need. And that you always turn up. Come Holy Spirit.